This episode is brought to you by Hebe Health. Welcome to a world where managing your child's care is simplified and supportive. Introducing Hebe, the app designed to help families navigate the complexities of caring for a child with additional needs. As a father of three autistic children, I understand the challenges parents face in coordinating care. That's why I'm excited to share Hebe with you today. Created by families for families, Hebe provides essential tools to manage, store, and share your child's care information. It brings together health, education, and social care into one easy-to-use platform, reducing the overwhelm and isolation often felt by families. With Hebe, you get personalized guidance and care management tools, helping you track and share vital information with your care team. The collaborative nature of the app allows you to invite family, friends, and professionals, ensuring everyone's on the same page. The journey to develop Hebe involved dozens of workshops and interviews with hundreds of families. This co-design approach ensures that the app truly meets the needs of families like yours. Join the Hebe community today. Together, let's empower our journey in caring for our children. Remember that you're not alone. Hebe is here to help you every step of the way. You can download and try the app for free on both Android and iOS. For more information, visit hebe.health. That's H-I-B-I dot health. Welcome to the Autism Dad Podcast. I'm Rob Gorski. As a single dad to three amazing autistic kids, I've been the go-to resource for parents across the globe navigating neurodivergence since 2010. Building on the success of my award-winning blog, The Autism Dad, this podcast provides parents raising autistic or neurodivergent kids with comfort, community, resources, and validation. You'll also hear inspiring stories from parents just like you, reminding you that you're not alone. So don't miss out. New episodes drop every Monday and Wednesday. Subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app and visit theautismdad.com for more information. On this week's episode of the Autism Dad podcast, I'm going to apologize once again for my voice. I'm just recovering from being sick and it's still a little bit iffy, uh, but it's just the intro because the episode was recorded uh, last week. So there you go. Um, This week, I'm really, really excited because my girlfriend Kelly was on the show and we had done a Facebook Live recently where she had jumped on in the comments and was helping answer questions and, and talking to some of the moms and whatever. And a lot of you had suggested that we do a podcast episode together. And we had already been talking about doing that. We just hadn't done it yet. And so you listed off a bunch of questions that you had, ranging from you know dating advice, like how to date when you have autistic kids, because we're both autism parents, to you know how do you handle you know differences in discipline or when you disagree about parenting stuff or whatever. Uh, to things about education, because Kelly has been in the education field for almost 20 years, and uh, just everyday parenting stuff. So they're not in any kind of like planned out order. We just kind of went with what we had and just had a lot of fun doing this. So this was one of my most favorite interviews that I've, that I've done, and I can't wait to do the next one. Kelly is absolutely amazing. You guys are going to love this. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it, and I hope you guys enjoy the interview. All right, so we are here together, Kelly and I, and we are going to answer some of the very random questions that you guys have asked us. You mentioned in the Facebook, was it like? Facebook Live. Facebook Live, yeah, that we were going to uh, be recording this and if they had any questions, and you guys delivered. You delivered. Uh, So there's really no order to any of this, and I think that... Uh, we just have them listed and we're just going to talk. Just hammer them out. Just hammer them out. There, there you go. go. All right. So picking battles. That's all it says. Picking battles. Oh. So so my guess would be picking battles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, like <laughs> we were, we were actually talking about that a little yeah, bit earlier. And... How do you pick battles, especially as and, a single parent? Yeah, and I'm gonna be honest, and it also depends on the day with mm-hmm. how tired I am, as well. So if if it's been a long day. I honestly am going to let some more stuff slide because I don't want to have to deal with more stuff that day. But um, normally, though, I will say that I am more on the kind of stricter end. Just because I would say I think it's more the educator in me because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, it's the teacher. It's, it's like the, the teacher side. teacher principal out. side of me uh, that comes out. But it's. um just because I know, like, I want to make sure that I'm reinforcing what I'm needing to at home before I'm sending them elsewhere. But then, but Lord knows with one, he would still make his own decisions to not do that <laughs> while he was at school and stuff. So I would get calls and I'm just like, really? <laughs> like, do you know what my job is? And I'm getting calls from your school. So yeah, so it didn't always work out that way. But like, but he knew like what the expectations were and he knew that mm-hmm. he would get in trouble. And, but you know, with his ADHD, it just, just straight. It's tough. Reaction. Boom, boom, boom. You know, yep. um, I don't so, know anybody like that. Mm, with Aria, what works the most with her um, is explaining things. So just having conversations with her, because a lot of times she doesn't re- always 100%. She's not always wrapping her head around it. Yeah, she's seven. Yeah. I mean, so she doesn't always understand 100% mm-hmm. some of the decisions or choices that she made yet. Because they're small things. Because she doesn't really do anything that's horrible. Yeah, no, I mean, she's, she's a really good kid. I love that. Yeah, out. she is. She's a very good kid. <laughs> she, I mean, both kids are really, yeah, really both, good. All but, of our kids are good yeah, kids. Actually, actually, yeah. They, they are. all are really good kids. But I, I totally get what you're saying. Because it's like, if if it were if if I asked Emmett this question, he would want me to pick every single battle. Every single battle. He thinks that, that, that there should be accountability for absolutely everything. And... Uh, and maybe in a perfect world <laughs> with support and resources and all that stuff. But like, it's like you said, it, it, you know, if I have to, if, if I picked even half the battles, I would nag all day. Yeah. And it's exhausting. I would be nagging constantly. And I would like to at least have some joyous times with my children. <laughs> and I feel like if I picked every little battle, yeah, it would suck a lot of the joy out Out of of being a parent too i mean there's just some times where i mean a lot of my kids i can reason with them pretty easily Mm -hmm. um having just a straightforward conversation i'm very blunt and i keep it simple and to the point you know that is true well and and that's sort of a teacher teacher thing too (laughs) yeah to the point. Yeah. Straight to the point. No I don't room, sugarcoat it. No room for interpretation. It's nope. very black and white. And that, for especially for autistic kids, though, that's, mm-hmm. they need that. They do. And that is something that I have historically struggled with. We were talking about, like, some of the differences before we were recording and how we parent. <laughs> and uh, I, I find myself sometimes just too tired to pick some of those battles. And... And I've been talking about this a lot, like with 
with my kids when they were younger, I, I really didn't pick a whole lot of battles. Like I made a lot of excuses for behavior. I thought, well, they have a diagnosis. It's not their fault. And that, you know, in the moment, it seemed like the right thing to do. But as they're now teenagers and one is an adult and the other one is almost an adult, it's like, oh, I should have been doing this a long time ago. <laughs> you know, it's hard. It's But it's hard. You know, when you're a single parent and you're trying to deal with the complexities of all this stuff, it's tough. I mean, there's 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 no instruction manual for parenting. And even if there was, you would throw it out the window because it's not going to have any you know, nothing, nothing, there's not as much overlap. Yeah. You know, I know when, um, when Andrew was little, it was funny because he knew the expectations on like different behaviors in public Mm -hmm. and stuff. And he would hear like if a kid and he's like, Oh, the kid's not going to IHOP today. Like, (laughs) like, (laughs) he used to love to go to IHOP for breakfast. And, um, he would know like, okay, we're going to go to the grocery store. You have to have good behavior at the store (laughs) and then we'll go to IHOP for breakfast, you know? And, and he, and he would hear a kid in the distance, like, Oh, he's not going to IHOP. IHOP, (laughs) I I had Emmett, Emmett and Andrew are very similar in a lot of ways. They are very similar. And, uh, Emmett, when he was little and you met Patty at the graduation, Elliot's graduation party or 4th of July, whatever it was. I don't remember. It was the graduation party. Yeah, graduation yeah. party. And Patty's been a long time therapist for uh, the boys forever. I've talked about them, talked about her for years. But there's a pole in her basement, like a stanchion post in, in the basement playroom that has sticky notes on it with the rules for the playroom that Emmett wrote like 10 years ago that he wanted all of the kids that came down into the playroom to follow his rules you know, and, uh, but he didn't necessarily follow the rules. So it was sort of like a do what I say, not as I do kind of thing. It's just kind of weird how they, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Uh, so picking battles is just sort of, yeah. a, you got to do what you got to do. There's survival in the mix. And yeah, and- a- Andrew says that he's like, you're not as strict with Aria. It's because she's a girl. Like, that has nothing to do with her being a girl. She's a different person. I was like, she's a different person. Yeah. And, and I said, I was like, I don't get calls from the school. And he just made a face. And I was like, not wrong. It's like, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you're right. It's like, I am right. <laughs> well, it's like even with, it's, so, even, it's like even with Gavin, yeah. like I, I am, I've had to be stricter <laughs> with Gavin historically, even though behaviorally, you know, for the last half dozen years, or whatever, he's been doing really, really well, mm-hmm. but it's how he learns. Yep. He needs to have that very rigid, very strict, very consistent thing in order for him to kind of absorb that information and be able to apply it into his life and so on the surface it seems like i'm maybe being unreasonable with him when he was younger but each one of my kids is different each one of them requires a different approach and that's what gavin needed in order to 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 learn and master some of the skills that he was practicing and everything and it's not about it's not like being mean to anybody or anything Mm -hmm. like that it's just a different approach yeah because with andrew i had to be a lot more stricter when he was younger and i mean because now at school he's doing well Mm -hmm. and he's not having those issues like he did when he was in elementary school so thank god (laughs) (laughs) you know but um you know so i will say like as he's gotten older you know he's matured and all Mm -hmm. that stuff has evened out quite a bit which is good 
All right. Yep. So I have been ordering these in my head a little bit mm. to kind of group some of the okay. stuff together. So I think it's a little bit, it'll make a little more sense. Okay. All right. So we did picking battles. How about, how do you deal with different parenting styles? We do have, we do have sort of different parenting styles, but I think it yeah. almost comes down to the picking battles thing. Yeah. I mean. I'm like, super laid back. Yeah. Yeah. You're very laid back. Um. I know that there's just some, sometimes I get to the point where with Aria, where I'm just like, okay, you need to come here <laughs> because I'm going to lose it here in a second. Teacher and then, face. And, yeah. I get the teacher <laughs> face going and then I have a talk with her. I have a conversation and just yeah. like, and I explain it and she understand making sure that she's understanding why what she's doing is, is a problem is a problem, mm-hmm. you know, because, um, because with her IEP goals, like I'm trying to help reinforce what those are at school. Oh, consistent consistency yes. between home and school. That's, because, that's, a good, that's a good point. Yes, because with what her IEP goals are at school, um, you know, it's like a first then thing. You know, the first then kind of statements is yeah. a big part of it. First this, then that. Yeah. Yes. So when she's like, I don't want to do that, you know, and starts getting all whiny, probably like trying to get her out of that huge whiny thing that she likes to get going, you know, and I was like, oh, that, you know, like I can only take so much of it. So <laughs> <laughs> before, like, I want to rip my hair out. So, um, so, but it's definitely the first then kind of statements and she definitely um you know so okay well first you have to do this like there's no choice you are doing that Mm -hmm. and if you don't do that then what you want to do next is not going to happen so if you want to play minecraft on rob's phone well first you have to do this or if you want to play with your dolls well first you have to get this done and then you can play with your dolls. I think it gives them you know? some predictability too. Yes. And and there's like a little bit of like an element of control. Because mm-hmm. like, if they want to do that, they have the power to do it. They just have to do this. And it's it's yeah. It's it's a uh, it's sort of a way of introducing them into the way the world works. Yes. First you know, then then that. And then if she's like, Well, I don't want to do it, I'm like, Okay, fine. If you don't do it, well then you don't get to play with your dolls. Mm-hmm. And they're just gonna sit there and you can look at them. Yeah. <laughs> I think for all I care, you know, it's you know, and some people might be like, "Oh, you're mean." I don't care if, if people think I'm mean, but my whole thing—that's the teacher thing of me too. But yeah. my whole thing is like, you know, I taught middle school and high school kids, so like with younger kids, it's like, eh, oh well. But like, it's—I I look at it as you—you you have to be able to follow the directions mm-hmm. here. And, and, and that, and I know like one of the questions is what about school? What about school? And I will say one of the biggest things is if you look at what your kids IP goals are, and if there's anything that you're able to do at home, that's in there. Yep. If you help reinforce that stuff at home too. That makes it more consistent. It makes it more consistent between both places. And that smooths out transitions too, going back and forth between home and school. Yeah. And especially over the summer. Yeah. Um, especially if you don't have. Because I, I know Aria does not qualify for extended summer services because, you know, her test scores are super high, so she doesn't need to go there during mm-hmm. the summer. So she's here all summer. So we have to make sure that she's still having Practicing the first sort of, then statements yeah. and that, um, 
you know, she has OT, so like that she still is using scissors and and practicing writing, holding a pencil right, you know, because those are the her areas where she needs help. And um I mean so just making sure that those areas are being reinforced so that when she goes back to school it's the only thing yeah. that really is the thing for her is the routine mm-hmm. is the is the only thing that she has to get used to is the routine and everything else should be okay yeah that reminds me uh when i one of the episodes I did with the Ohio podcast, I was talking to uh, Nikki White from Raising Ramy. She lives just close to you, actually. I think. Hmm. Um, when her son was to help him adjust to his first year of school, she started in the summer and mimicked the schedule for the whole mm-hmm. thing. Like they would actually drive to the school, park in the parking lot where they were allowed, where they were supposed to park during the school year, and then go to the playground. So he was like on the property getting familiar with all of that stuff so that that transition mm-hmm. was much smoother. And it, it just it just made me think of that because that's similar to what you're saying. Like maintain that sort of status quo so that it's not, you know, you don't lose progress and, and, and it's consistent and it makes that transition a lot easier. So maybe fewer meltdowns, a little bit less stress on yeah. the parents. And, <laughs> and even if like there's a reading goal reading one book a night a small mm-hmm. book it doesn't have to be a large huge book right you know a small book you know or if there's math goals mm-hmm. like even looking i know um i know nowadays like they really don't anymore with the quote unquote new math new math drives yeah. me nuts don't get me started on that. Um, they don't Emmett will back you really, up I know. It's like, because <laughs> I, I can vouch that they really like, like, cause I know like when we were younger, we used to do like our, like rote memorization with math facts and stuff. And mm-hmm. they really don't do that anymore with kids. And um, I know with my son, when he was younger, like, like when they did away with that, that drove me nuts. So I was like, how are you going to learn your multiplication facts? they weren't you know and with the new way to do math it's very hard for kids to remember their multiplication facts their addition subtraction where like now i like i could just like oh boom pop it up pop it up and like other kids now are just like what and it's like oh so (laughs) it drives me nuts so um so another is like they have flashcards Mm -hmm. that you can get that are very cheap at like dollar stores Mm -hmm. you just do a little bit of flashcards Something like that. And you just, know, just to help reinforce math skills. Over the summer. Over the summer. Yeah. You know, it's something to do and be like, oh, we do maybe five flashcards. Then we go to the park. Nice. You know, if yeah. then, if you then. know, okay, oh, or like first, first then. then, then that, yeah, first yeah. then, not if then. First then, first we read this book. Then, you know, we're going to go swimming. Or get ice cream. You know, or get ice cream. Or do something, you know, mm-hmm. fun. So, like, do this, and then we go do whatever activity that we're wanting to do. Yeah. Aria would just want to read anyways. Yeah. 
because well, that's her thing. She's was my like, child. <laughs> well, that was like even with with Emmett when he was in grade school. Yeah. I told you before, like, and and I've talked about it on a podcast too. Like, he was so hard to diagnose with ADHD, and he absolutely, I love you, Emmett, but you were very ADHD. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they, his thing that helped him focus was learning, and so he did. He never had an issue at school. It would be everywhere else in his life. Mm. You know. He thrived in that structured education environment, you know, so it's like some kids, if they have ADHD, they can focus on video games. They can focus on cars or whatever it is. It's their thing. Learning was his thing. Yeah. And because they require those things to be filled up by the teacher, you know, to like talk about uh, problems that are happening in school, whatever. He was, he was an angel. Yeah. They, They wanted to clone him, you know, and, uh. It's just their thing. And it's like Aria with reading. Yep. All right. So we already actually kind of. We kind of covered the school one. Kind of covered all the school thing too. Dealing with the school. Well, and the other thing with dealing with the school, because I know that. um, Because. I mean, as teacher for 17 years, assistant principal now going on three. Mm -hmm. And the largest thing is communication. A lot of times it's miscommunication. Yes. Is the is the issue. Yep. Um or lack of communication. Or lack of communication. So and honestly is um I mean, I understand stuff just because I'm in the industry. Mm-hmm. I'm in the profession. You know, so for me, when I get all this paperwork home, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yep, that's that, that's that, that's that. But like if a parent is not in the education field. And they get an ETR, a PRO1, a PRO2, and all this other stuff sent home. And they're like, what is all this? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I being in education, no, like, that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Having some something that big getting sent home for you to preview. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, it's overwhelming. Yeah. It is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so my thing is like I'm always big on communication mm-hmm. with parents. Um I know when I was a teacher that I was always communicating, <laughs> but um but that's just because I know that I treated the parents of the students that I had like how I would want teachers of my children to be. Right. But then again, I know not everybody's always how I am. But um, but I would say that if there's something you don't understand, mm-hmm. then ask, okay, what what does this here mean? You know, ask for clarification. And if the school and if people are not answer, being willing to answer your questions, there are parent advocates that can then explain it to mm-hmm. you and are willing to or are able to go into meetings with you. You're allowed to bring them. Yeah, they have this, IEP like IEP coaches, IEP coaches yep. parent advocates, and you're allowed to bring them to your meeting. Yeah, they can't tell you no, you can't bring them. So, and, and that's the one thing is a lot of people don't realize they can have that extra help. Yeah, there, there's and it's not volunteered information. No, not it's not. Time, you know, so it so it can be you don't really know what your rights are as a parent. I think that's no. on the IEP stuff for sure. But then, like even even to just be as to break it down as simple as possible on the communication thing. Like when my kids were in school, I was heavily involved 
Mm-hmm. Right. Like if there was a volunteer thing that we could do until they stopped allowing parents to volunteer for like safety or something. I don't know. Um, most districts now just require if you're going to volunteer, you have to be fingerprinted to be background, background checks. checks. And nor- okay. most districts pay for the background check. Like you don't have to pay for it, but you do have to go be, be fingerprinted because you okay. don't want. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't want somebody coming yeah. in off the oh, street sure. with a record working totally. with children. Yeah, so, totally. yeah. I, I, so, we, we just it was like yeah. I would always get to the school early. I would sit in the mm-hmm. office and talk with uh the secretary and i would talk with the principal and i mean everybody knew me so like they could just call me if there was a problem or whatever i mean there used to be a lot of calls for gavin but they're so proud of him now Mm. uh but it it was if there was an issue i mean we didn't even have to do conferences because like i was always there and the teachers would pull me aside and be like hey you know we're seeing this we're seeing that or i would bring something to their attention and we just worked as a team you know and and that really helped to I will say facilitate parents, that parents like you are the parents that really that's always the best because when and I know not everybody always has that kind of time though yeah that's the other thing it was sort of yeah. built into the my situation I yeah think, so I mean um but I mean I always have parents that are coming in that we see all the time every morning and they say and talk with us and like hey good morning and we'll talk about things and we mm-hmm. work together you know, and but also, there's some that we've never seen ever. You know, yeah. and and it might just be because, like, there's some parents that work several jobs and they work, yeah, third shift and they and their only time they can sleep is during when their kids at school. Yep. So I mean, so there's all sorts of reasons why sometimes we might not see people. Um, but even sending notes. Or letters yeah. or emails. Said, there's all know, kinds of like. There's all sorts of ways to communicate. ways to communicate now. Yeah. Because yeah, I know like when I was a teacher, I always sent emails. I sent texts and I did through Remind and other stuff. Because a lot of times I tried not to call all the time because people might be at work. Yeah. Or a lot of the parents that I had worked third shift and I knew they were sleeping. This episode is brought to you by Kenjo. Kenjo, where every Roblox experience becomes not just a game, but a learning opportunity. Kenjo's mission is to turn every second your child spends on Roblox into a moment of fun and education. Beyond the thrill of the game, Kenjo motivates kids in a number of ways. By seamlessly integrating with the Roblox account, children are naturally driven towards expert-reviewed content, fostering both fun and learning. Every game is meticulously evaluated on a comprehensive 500 plus point scale by a dedicated team of learning experts, educators, software engineers, user experience designers, and even parents. The games that shine in both challenge and educational value earn a flame rating, guiding players towards richer, more meaningful content. And the motivation doesn't stop there. As they play and earn, kids are rewarded with Kenjo points, transforming achievements into real world rewards. Kids love Kenjo for the endless fun, adventures, and rewards. Parents appreciate the insights and clarity Kenjo offers, shedding light on their child's Roblox journey and helping them make informed decisions about what their child plays inside the Roblox world. Kenjo isn't just an app. It's an evolution in the gaming world. It's where playtime meets profound learning. Kenjo Basic is absolutely free. If you're looking for deeper insights and accelerated rewards for the kiddos, check out the Kenjo Plus subscription. So dive into Kenjo where every game is a lesson and every challenge an opportunity. Join the future of gaming by visiting theautismdad.com forward slash Kenjo. That's theautismdad.com forward slash K-I-N-J-O. And use the code theautismdad to save 10% off a Kenjo Plus subscription. 
I used to send home a thing asking, how do you prefer communication? And yeah. I gave bonus points to kids that brought it back. So they always brought it back because I gave bonus points. We always we used. Uh, <laughs> so they're like, oh, okay. I think we had cla- class dojo was what we used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's class dojo, remind, and a couple other things. So you could just mm-hmm. send, I could just send a message like, hey, you know, Emmett yep. is this or Gavin is this or Elliot was this. Yep. And I get a message back. There's Parent so, Square is a new one. Yeah, yeah. That's what my kids' district now uses. So communication, Square. right? Mm-hmm. It's very important. Yeah, so just being on the same page and stuff with the teachers, um, I know, like, especially if I can tell, like, Ar- like it's not very often, but if I can tell, Aria is going to be kind of having a rough one. <laughs> rough morning. It's not often, you know, but there was one morning this school year where I was just like, hmm. You could see the gears turning. I could see it. So I just sent, <laughs> I just sent her teacher her uh, intervention specialist i sent her the email mm-hmm. not her homeroom teacher because i just figured i'll have her intervention specialist cut her off before <laughs> when she gets off the bus before she even goes in the room but um That's so <laughs> i was like head her off before she gets in there uh, <laughs> so but um but yeah i mean it's it's all about just and and it's not like and a lot of times though a lot of parents have also though have anxiety because they might have had a really bad experience when they went to school too. And there's a lot of running into that because, and that's another thing educators have to be aware of is not everybody had a great experience themselves when they were at school too. Mm -hmm. So, and making sure, yeah, cause like, and you got to make sure when you're talking to people that you're, being open and friendly and, and like respectful. And respectful. Yeah. And, um, you don't calm want always a good and thing. calm and not like demeaning when you're talking to them. Like, you know, it's just like bees with honey. Yes. Right. Bees, bees with, with honey. honey. And, um, cause my whole thing is like, you don't want to just start spewing out a bunch of like education jargon that mo- not everybody knows what it is. Yeah. You know, and, bunch of technical legal terms and stuff and you know and so just just t- as a kid it's their kid you know talk about the child mm-hmm. and what they need and what's best for them because that's really what everybody's there for is to help their child yeah i mean that's what everybody should be there for We're, anyways and, to help and, help him or and her. when we work together it's better that's it for Every, that's all everybody should be kids doing is trying to work work together for the kid yep Perfect. that's it well said. Well, if they're not, then that they're in the wrong. Well, profession. you get a, you, you have you kind of have like that unique perspective too, because you're you live in both worlds. Yes. Right? So you understand what it's like to be approached in a way that is not conducive to, you know, yes. thoughtful communication. Yes. And then you also understand as a parent what it can feel like when you're trying to deal with a difficult situation, and you go in there, you can be like mama bear mode, right? I've I've been papa bear mode a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, it's just. You just gotta. Yeah, I I've only really had to, um, when Andrew was younger. There was only really, well, two different grade experiences with him where I was just like, oh my god. But uh, <laughs> so far, I mean, Arya's early in her educational career. Where, but I mean, when no, but I think with me it's a little bit different because when people realize that. You, you you know what's going on mm-hmm. they kind of are different yeah you're more yeah it's like almost <laughs> like a peer 
yeah it's yeah. it's a little bit different um when you're also like professional courtesy kind of it, like when you're also an educator because they spew the jargon with you and stuff and you're just like oh yeah because like i mean they just email me the etr iep mm-hmm. right before the meeting and i go over it and then like our meetings are like literally 10 15 minutes because i'll go in there and be like oh i like this and this and if i go in there i'm like yeah i like it all and like we'll speed through it and boom i sign it and i walk out the door they love me when I when they I have they my kids like when they have my kids because <laughs> they're just like these are the quickest meetings ever. <laughs> and everybody hates IEP meetings. I, I like them. I'm weird. No, mm-hmm. well, I, I the only <laughs> negative experience we I have like is IEP meetings though because in the long run, like what you're doing is you're meeting to help the kids. So I actually like IEP meetings. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Like at the job, meaning like. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, like on the teacher side of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So, what about? Um. All right. So this one is a little bit. It's tough because we were kind of going over this one a little bit before we started recording. But challenges with dating when you have an autistic child. Mm-hmm. We don't have any. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. It's like, so it's like it's um, like I don't know how to. But yeah. I can. I, I I'm aware of a lot of challenges. I mean. <laughs> Because, I mean, before we dated, like, I just, I took a long break from dating. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, a long break. Uh, COVID hit. And then we were on lockdown. And Aria also has asthma. So, I was very not careful. wanting. I was very careful. I was not wanting to expose her to getting sick. I mean, she was very little. And um, we were, Andrew was doing remote learning. She was doing remote preschool. And I was doing remote teaching at the time and um so we were all doing lots of stuff on computers at the time so like i and i was trying to invent the wheel of trying to somehow do remote learning with my own students and so like i was mm-hmm. busy i was so busy trying to reinvent education you know <laughs> so it's like they were just like here figure this out and throw it at us we're like okay ah, <laughs> uh, that was fun but um so yeah, I just took like a long, long break, and then we connected yeah. randomly. It was pretty random. It was, pretty random. It was <laughs> definitely then, pretty random. Then it turned into dating. So, it turned into, um, so yeah. I, yeah, we haven't had any issues Mm-mm. with that. And then Aria was actually diagnosed literally like weeks before you and I connected, so I didn't even know. She had, I mean, I, I mean, there were signs. I was aware yeah. of her the only thing that really speech changed and OT. Was you, you have a name for yeah, it for I, sure. I, yeah. I had a diagnosis. I just didn't yeah. know, like, for sure mm-hmm. what was going I've, on with her. I've but. not, I've not had, well, I, I've not had any negative experiences necessarily where it was directly autism related. But I, but yeah. I do think that, especially when it comes to like, like at our age or really at any age, I guess, if you're getting back into it, like you can you can have kids with one person that are neurotypical and you have kids that that aren't and then they don't understand each other mm-hmm. and that can be challenging that can be stressful yeah uh not everybody is understanding you know and, yeah and it can just be it can be a, a lot I, I think that was one of my big concerns when i before well when i went through my divorce and stuff was like i'm I have three autistic kids. I'm like, who's 
gonna want to take that on <laughs> like because there's times <laughs> that i want to run away to the circus I know. and but there are there's a lot of people yeah. out there you know and and it's one of the most common questions i'm i'm asked by moms and dads mm-hmm. is how how do you navigate that well we were very lucky we were yes we were very we were very lucky. very lucky and and it also happened that with andrew like andrew doesn't have autism but he um but he definitely like meshes very well mm-hmm. with Emmett and Elliot because they're very close in age mm-hmm. and they get along very well right from the very get-go right from the very get-go yep and um so yeah it's like they they hit it off and then Aria's just Aria it's like it's kind of hard not to like Aria because it, it's not possible not to like Aria. I know that's true <laughs> it isn't it isn't possible to not like I Aria know. she's and sunshine and rainbows and butterflies every day is the best day, day ever yeah every day so, is the best day ever every day is hugs and sunshine with her unicorns so. yep kind of hard not to not to get along with her so but uh, but i think also but, um well, like we were talking too like it's not always easy to get away right and that, so like that part is true and getting so, away part is not easy yeah like i've i tend to be sort of a homebody anyways i am too and so that worked out yeah well yeah and that's how we got through like game of thrones and <laughs> yeah so Peaky i mean blinders, like i know so we've we've gotten through streaming different shows together obviously like aria was not around watching oh, game of thrones yeah, no, and no. stuff so just we've to let watched you know a lot of disney movies we watch a lot of disney movies acted a lot of them out with dolls dolls yes yeah, yeah that was that was <laughs> that was funny um but um <laughs> your first experience of dolls but yeah um but i would say that um i mean i'm lucky just because my mother literally bought a house down the road mm-hmm. so um if i'm at my wits end i'll be like mom i need a break and she will take take her yeah i mean like for tonight though like i didn't really need a break tonight but i said you know aria wants to see the trolls movie and i made a face like i really don't want to see the trolls movie because i was tortured with the other trolls movies so my mom's like i'll take her and i'm like heck yeah that works she's like if she could spend the night i'm like heck yeah <laughs> i'm like oh and i was like really because she just spent the night last weekend or the other weekend before and i'm like really and she's like yeah and i was like well, okay like you know she said that yesterday so this morning it's morning as i'm getting her ready for school i'm packing a little overnight bag I'm like I, my, like i'm happy i'm like here you go <laughs> two of my kids are at my it's parents like, right now mm-hmm. uh, you know they're having an overnighter yeah um but the one thing is like I, I know like some people were saying that they don't like the whole respite care mm-hmm. thing. And um I know with where I live, um I live not that far from a college. Uh near Kent State is like mm-hmm. literally like ten minutes, if that. Like literally it's Oh. You didn't know that you didn't realize it was that close. Well my sister went to Kent. Yeah, it's, and, and I, I went drive, to Kent as well. Yeah. yeah, it's like literally 10 Well, I keep minutes. thinking of like the Kent State by my house, like the Star County no, one. Yeah, no. I, I always by, feel like the that's here. the center of the universe. Yeah, because like, where yeah, so, um, and the next town over, they have um, a page for that, for babysitting on Facebook, where different families will post, oh, I need a sitter for my kids, you know, and then there's high school kids and college kids and adults that go in there and say hey i nanny i do this but 
they do have there's lots of special education majors from kent state that are always in there posting but i remember when i went to kent state we used to have flyers all over the place um from families wanting education majors to babysit but also if you contact like if you happen to live near a college you can contact their education department and ask Mm -hmm. um to speak to somebody that is in the special education department at a local university and if maybe they have they can think of any special education major students you know that are are willing to they're looking to get experience Mm -hmm. and nannying or babysitting Mm -hmm. you know and then and give you some names or or recommendations and maybe hook you up that way because college kids i don't know i remember when i was in college i was broke everybody's broke when they're in college like they're gonna want to make some money you know and they're gonna want that experience that they could use on their resume too and um i mean that's what they're going into majoring for so um that is one suggestion where it's actually somebody that's wanting to go into working Mm -hmm. in that field anyways so Um, it's somebody who's most likely in that mindset to, in that mindset and also they might have yeah. already had some of the field experiences done too yeah. it, with some of the schools yep. already and a lot of those kids uh, those like young adults already also during the summer work with different programs and stuff as well so as their they jobs have some, they, they have some experience usually. they normally they do yeah um so that that is one thing that i know that um a lot of parents actually do that. They can reach out. See, I, didn't, I didn't know that that, uh-huh. I mean, I, I was familiar with sort of the process because they do that for, um, there's like for adults that are transitioning into their mm-hmm. adult life. Like they have college students who will live in apartments or, or townhouses or uh, duplexes with kids or, well, uh, you know, young adults with intellectual disabilities. And they are the, like, they live there for free and they caretake. Mm-hmm. Right. And it gains experience that they need because they're in usually in that type of major and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's all kinds of like creative solutions out there. It's just a matter of. It's a matter finding of finding them. it. Um, and the other thing is, I know one of. Um, uh, another person I know, like um, while she was getting her degree. That um, she was getting, she did do she worked she did like childcare on the side on care.com. And if you look on there, there are some people that are also like education majors mm. that are on there and they register on there for people to pick up as babysitters. A lot of times they will come and get to know your child first as well. Build up that before rapport. and build that rapport. Yeah. That's good, you know, that's so cool. that kind of thing. So you can get a break. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and we've kind of touched a little bit on this sort of, but making time for yourself. How do you make time for yourself? Like as a parent, mm. like what's time to ourselves? I know. I know. I was like, I, what is um, that? When they're in bed. Um, no, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> like when they're asleep. Um, my every eight week salon appointment. Mm-hmm. Got to get that in. Get the hair done. Get the hair done every eight weeks. Like I make sure that is in the books because that is my one definite self-care that mm-hmm. I make sure is happening, you know, um, 
I get to go there. I'm there for like three, three, three and a half hours. Uh, it's rejuvenating. It is. Get to sit and talk to Becca and she mm-hmm. does all of the stuff. And, and it's just a nice little break. Now, um, but finding a bunch of time for myself. I mean, now my son is 16. So there are times where like, like if I asked him to, would he watch his sister? Yes. Do I do that a lot? No. Because because I know she can get on his nerves. Mm. And I don't want to be that person's like, hey, you got to watch your sister all the time. Like, I don't want to do that to him because I don't think I don't want to. I don't, that wouldn't be fair. But I know, like, if I really needed a break, he would. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he would. You know, um, you know, but he's done it before. Like, if I got to go run some errands like or like, hey, I got to go mm-hmm. to the store and I really don't want to take her with me because I need a break from children. Like. Can you yep. please stay with her? I don't want to take her. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, but it's tough. It's, it's tough, tough though. If you yeah. don't have if you don't have that, and even if you do have it, that support, like it's 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 tough to to want to rely on it all the time, too. Cause like with my kids, it was like, oh my God, like I know how much I struggle with them and I'm more equipped to deal with them than anybody else. And if I need a break, like I would my parents would be the people usually mm-hmm. right or or uh their other grandparents right but it's all i would i would sometimes feel bad <laughs> because like, i get that yeah because like yes like if i'm drowning over here because they're just like driving me nuts i'm gonna send them to my parents house and they're just gonna drive them nuts but yeah it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't usually work out that way though because like the kids are different at my at my parents house when we were with their grandparents and it, so different and, and it's temporary they get to send them home right? yeah so there's there's that little bit of whatever but. true and i know um and and i used to feel guilty a lot too like asking my mom hey especially um before aria mm-hmm. started school full-time because when i was like teaching yeah she was watching aria daily all day so before she started kindergarten full time, like I felt so good, like like I felt really guilty asking her to watch her any time after that because like she literally was watching her Monday through Friday yeah. while I was at work. So <laughs> so like I really really hated to ask her to do too much extra unless if it was like something else. But now that Arya goes to school, I mean, she makes her hair look beautiful for school because. Good they, God. They, have, they have the routine. Good God, I can't, has, ma- I, good God I can't make her hair look like that. <laughs> Aria, Aria has a very specific routine that yes. she, she likes to maintain. And yes. and your mom is a big part of that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's you're, you're lucky, really. Yes. I mean, because like not everybody, not everybody gets that. And I have to yes. tell myself that too sometimes because like as, as hard as it is for me at times, like I'm very lucky to have mm-hmm. the support that I have with my parents and, and everything else. And, and yeah, it's, it's doesn't, it doesn't make life easy but it's as doable as it is yeah <laughs> because but i think now my mom will be like oh can she stay the night this weekend just because now she's at school all the time she's only there a very small bit yeah in the morning to get on the bus and i'm there getting her off the bus because now the bus comes so late yep i'm getting her off the bus and bringing her straight home so she's not there hanging out after school yeah you know so she's not seeing her as many hours so it's a little bit different now because she gets a little bit yeah you know grandma has a lot more free time and stuff but i know like this past weekend um when that one night when i couldn't sleep 
and I was like up from oh, one yeah, o'clock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like awake from one o'clock for no reason in the morning. I was like, why? Why am I awake? And Andrew looked at me and he's like, man, you're looking rough, mom. I'm like, thanks, buddy. It's <laughs> like, I can always count on you for the honesty. Always count on him for I know. The... I was like, I love him. Hype you up. <laughs> I was like, I love him so much. So he's like, I got you, mom. I was like, you got me? He's like, oh, I got you. He's like, and he's like, so he's so he always pulls out his phone and he's like, call grandmother like that and <laughs> to call my mom. And he calls her and he's like, so uh, can Ari and I stay the night tonight? And she's like, yeah, sure, that's fine. And then, and then he hung up. He's like, see, I got you, mom. Now you can have the house to yourself and get some sleep. I was like, I love you so much. <laughs> he's like, I got you. <laughs> so so he looks out too for me where like he could tell like. Yeah, you're tired, mom. You need some sleep. Yeah, but I <laughs> and, mean, that, and it's like we're gonna go down to grandma's house and and bother her for the night. <laughs> that's so cool. I remember. I remember when you when you told me that. I was like, yeah. that's so nice. Yeah. To to have that. Um, I this was a lot of fun. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. They've been talking about doing this forever, and then we just brought it up on that live a couple days ago at the time we were recording this, and. Uh, people started throwing questions. So we thought, you know what, we'll just, we'll just randomly answer your questions and have some fun with that and see where it goes. And, uh, definitely want to do this again. This was fun. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. So, so I guess if people have questions for us to do another one on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Send that's them what I was gonna to say. you. Send them, send them our way. Not me. You. And, well, so, then yeah, send them my way. That's yeah. fine. Sorry. And then, brain just shut off (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you very much honey i appreciate you're welcome all right we'll see you guys soon bye before i let you go i just want to say thank you for taking the time to tune in today it means a lot to me i really appreciate it and you know i put a lot of time and energy into each one of these episodes because i want there to be a resource for you that wasn't available for me when i was going through this with my kids and You know, I I want there to be a positive impact on your lives. I want you to be able to learn something and enjoy what you're hearing. So uh, thank you again. I really appreciate it. For more information, you can visit theautismdad.com. You can subscribe on any one of your favorite podcast listening apps. And uh, I will talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye.